Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning today a very special Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Lahavin Inyan Simchas Torah. To understand the idea, the spiritual idea, the Kabbalistic idea behind the celebration that we're having this week coming up, which is called Simchas Torah, the celebration of the Torah. This Chassidic discourse is unique because the Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse the night after Simchas Torah, in the Rebbe's room in the year Tafshin Lamet Ches, 42 years ago. The Rebbe begins the Chassidic discourse by with the statement, Lahavin Inyan Simchas Torah, we have to understand what's this whole celebration of Simchas Torah. Now what's the question, what does it mean, what's this idea of Simchas Torah? Because if you give a look, how is Simchas Torah celebrated? Simchas Torah celebrates as follows. We come to the shul, we say special blessings, then we open the ark, we take out the Torah, and we know the Torah is a parchment which has a, a band around it, it has, a, has a, a mantle around it, a cover around it. Normally we open the Torah and we read it, and everyone listens, you follow along in the Chumash. Here, we don't read the Torah, we just take it out, we dance with the Torah with its cover on. So the question is like this, we all know what is the Torah, spiritually. So it says, This is the intellect, this is the wisdom that we have. So intellect and wisdom, how do you connect to something which is intellectual or wise? You read it, you discuss it, you meditate on it. But So if that's the case, a celebration of it should have been, you should have been great speakers, great Talmudic uh, educators and give tremendous lectures about the Torah. That should have been the Simchas Torah and it would have been very enjoyable from an intellectual perspective. Nevertheless, how do we do that? No, we don't have any classes. There's no dissertations. There's no meditations. It's specifically through dancing with the Torah. And the question is, why is that? But what's unique is you see that what happens when you dance with the Torah, what happens is like this. Who dances with the Torah? Everybody. There's no differentiation how wise you are, how learned you are, or the opposite when it comes to celebrating the Torah. Anyone can walk over, hold the Torah, and dance with the Torah. Even, let's say, someone that's simple, hasn't really spent time so much studying, or someone doesn't have the intellectual abilities to, to meditate on the Torah. He celebrates the same way. And not only that, People that aren't necessarily so involved in learning Torah, throughout the year, you don't see necessarily their connection with learning Torah. But on Simchas Torah, everybody's connected. Everyone is able to celebrate Simchas Torah. And we find another major idea when it comes to the fact that everyone can celebrate Simchas Torah. Because what do we dance with? So we know the Torah, this Torah Shabbat Sav, the written law, which is the five books of Moses, which is in the Torah that we dance with. But then you have Torah Shabbat You have Mishnah, you have Talmud, you have Kabbalah, you have mysticism, you have Midrashim. There's so much more to Torah, the whole Torah Shabbat which quantitatively might be even bigger. We don't find on Simchas Torah anyone dancing with a Talmud, with a Mishnah, with, with, with a Medrash, even with a book of mysticism. Now why is that? Because what's unique about Torah Shabbat Sav, the written law, the Torah that's in the five books of Moses, the Torah that we dance with, that in order to fulfill your obligation of learning Torah, anything other than the five books of Moses, you have to understand what you're saying. You have to understand it, you have to comprehend it, you have to meditate on it, you have to analyze it, you have to discuss it. That's the way to learn Torah. 
Torah Shabal Peh. However, when it comes to Torah Shabal is you're reading Chumash, the prophets, the writings, anything goes under the category of Torah Shabal even if you don't know what you're saying, you have fulfilled your mitzvah. So in other words, what's, so what that makes everyone equal. Why? Because when it comes to Torah Shabal Peh, if you don't understand, you haven't learned. And the deeper you understand, that's the deeper the connection. When it comes to Teresh Baksav, since you fulfilled your obligation, whether you understand or you don't understand, so anyone that opens the Chumash to read Chumash, or any of the other five books of Moses, or the prophets and the writings which is part of Teresh Baksav, you fulfilled your obligation. So it shows there's no difference between one person and another. That's another powerful component of Teresh Baksav, and that's why we specifically dance with the Torah, to show that our connection to Hashem through Torah there's no hierarchy. Everyone has the same connection. As a matter of fact, when anyone gets an aliyah, you make a blessing. What's the blessing you, you make? You make the blessing that God chose us and gave us a Torah, which underscores that everybody is connected to Hashem through Torah, even if you don't know what you're saying. Another idea we have to understand in reference to Simcha's Torah, when do we celebrate Simcha's Torah? So we celebrate Simcha's Torah in America or outside of Israel, anywhere outside of Israel, the day after Shemini Yatzeris is its own holiday of Simchas Torah. In Israel, we celebrate on Shemini Yatzeris. Shemini Yatzeris and Simchas Torah is the same day. But the question is, when did we receive the Torah? We received the Torah on Shavuot. So seemingly, Simchas Torah, the celebration of Torah, should have been when? On Shavuot. Not on Shemini Yatzeris, which is connected more to Sukkot. What's the connection with Simchas Torah and the holiday of Sukkot? So the Rebbe brings a famous Medrash that says as follows, that um, reality is that the Yontiv um, of Shemini Yatzeris should have been 50 days after the Yontiv of Sukkot. Why? Because we see Pesach, when do we celebrate Pesach? On the, in the 15th day of the month of Nisan, when a Shavuot is celebrated, 50 days later. So just like Shavuot is 50 days after Pesach, so when it comes to Hachag Shmini Atzeres, Atzeres, it should have been the same 50 days after the holiday of Sukkot. So why do we celebrate it right afterwards? And the Medrash says as follows. The Medrash says like this, that when are we celebrating Sukkot? We're celebrating Sukkot at the end of the summer and the beginning of the winter. Now, what happens at the end of the summer and the beginning of the winter? So, people are, are, people are, 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 uh, are leaving and there's no time to come and go. Why? Because in the winter it's hard to travel. However, in the summer, Pesach, it's summer. It's much easier to travel, it's longer days. So it's not a problem, come back in 50 days. It's an enjoyable time to travel. Everyone vacations in the summer. After Pesach, Shavuot's time. Um, Shavuot's time, matter of fact, the most people go to Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because it's good weather. So because it's good weather then, so it makes sense. All right, you had a beautiful Pesach. And guess what? We'll have a, a next holiday. will be in Shavuot's 50 days later. However, when it comes to Sukkot, it's the winter starting. We didn't tell everyone, go and come back. It's hard to travel in the winter. The days are shorter, etc. And the Madrash gives an example like this. Madrash gives an example that there was a king, and he had uh, many uh, children, daughters actually, that they were, some were living closer, some were living further away, 
And one day they all came to visit the king. So um, after the, uh, they, they all came to visit the king and they had a great time. So he says like this, that the ones that are living close can come and go anytime they want. If they're closer, the ones that are living further away, it's very hard for them to come. So since you already came now, let's make a celebration right now. So based on this, the Medrash uses it as a mashal, an example, to say as follows. On Pesach, we come to visit Hashem to celebrate Pesach. So guess what? The king says, go, come back. We'll have another celebration in 50 days later. However, when it comes now to the Yontiv of Sukkot, if you're going to come back, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be hard for you to come back. So therefore, let's celebrate Simcha's Torah right now. And so based on this, the Medrash actually finishes off and says as follows. This is the reason why. Simchas Torah we celebrate when? Shmini Atzeres. So and again, Israel is the same day. In America, outside of Israel, two separate days. Why? Because the day, like in the Mashal, that, that the children came, the daughters came to visit their king. What is that day? That day when they came was the one day. What's the famous one day? They came Yom Kippur. And they wanted to make a celebration, a, a continued celebration. So therefore, this continued celebration is when? is Simchas Torah, which is Shmini Atzeres which is the one day which we celebrate like the day of Yom Kippur. So based on the Medrash, it's a practical reason why Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah is celebrated now, because we came to celebrate the one day of Yom Kippur, and afterwards we need a few days to get ready for Sukkot, so we're ready to leave. So the king says, guess what? I would love for you to have another party, but to bother you to come back and forth, stay now, let's do now Simchas Torah. That's what the Medrash says. So the Rebbe is now going to explain Kabbalistically this whole idea on a, on a very, very much deeper and spiritual level, the reason why we celebrate Shemini Atzeres and Torah connected to the one day of Yom Kippur um, uh, on, a, on a very, very spiritual Kabbalistic level. And the Rebbe says as follows. The Rebbe says, if you give a look, all the Yom Toivim in the month of Tishrei are connected to Achas, to one. And it's just like they came that one day to the king, and the king says, fine, celebrate one more day. So the Rebbe says that all the Yom Tevim of the whole month of Tishrei is connected to one. So we, the Rebbe starts as follows. What's the first Yom we have in Tishrei? We have the Yom of Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, what's the mitzvah, the mitzvah of the day for Rosh Hashanah? The mitzvah of the day for Rosh Hashanah, we know mitzvah sayoyim is b'shoifer. The mitzvah is to blow the shofar. That's how Rosh Hashanah is unique and different than every other mitzvah. Not only that, the Rambam writes that in reference to the mitzvah of blowing the shofar, it's actually a gzeris akasav. It's a commandment in the Torah, which technically doesn't even have a reason, which is the above reason. So it's connected to the oneness of Hashem. So Rosh Hashanah, again, is connected to oneness, blowing the shofar, which connects us, without reason, without logic, gzeris akasav, to the infinite Hashem. That's Rosh Hashanah. Let's go with the next, next Yontiv. The next Yontiv is what? Yom Kippur. So we know Yom Kippur is Achas Mashana. It's one day in the year. But the Rebbe says it's not only one day in the year, but it's one on three levels. What three levels? Level of, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, Oilam, which refers to the world, which refers to space. Shana, which refers to year, which refers to time. And Nefesh refers to soul. And the Rebbe is going to show us the way Yom Kippur is connected to oneness in, in time, in, in, in uh, space, and in the soul. Why? So for example, the avoid of Yom Kippur, 
the spiritual service in Yom Kippur, where did it take place? We celebrate today, we don't have the temple, but where did, the te- where did, where did Yom Kippur take place? It took place in the temple, but specifically in the Holy of Holies, when the Koyan God or the holy highest priest would go in there and he'd bring the Ketoris. So what place was it? It was the one place, unique place of the whole world, the Kodesh HaGadoshim, which resembles the idea of Mokayim. So you see, within Yom Kippur itself, in Mokayim had a uniqueness. There was one set place where we celebrated Yom Kippur, which was in the Holy of Holies. Also, we know that Yom Kippur is called Achas Mashana. It's the only holiday that's one day of the year. It's the one day of the year. And in other words, so it's connected to oneness in time. The oneness in time. Who is the Avoida Don? Who does the Avoida in Yom Kippur? The Kayin Gadol does the Avoida. Now, the truth is, he's a messenger for all, from all of us. It's not his Avoida. But the fact is, it is being done by the Kayin Gadol. And we know the Torah says that Aaron was separated um, to serve Hashem in the Holy of Holies, which, since it's done by one person, it's on a, on a level of nefesh, of soul. It's one soul. So again, so you see Yom Kippur is oneness, both in space, Kodesh Kedoshim, both in time, one, one, one day of the year, and both in Nefesh, in the soul, which is the Kayin Gadol. That's Yom Kippur. So we did Rosh Hashanah, we did Yom Kippur. What is Sukkot? So we know Sukkah, for example, right when Sukkah starts, what's the first mitzvah the moment Sukkah starts? Because Lulvan, that's what you don't take till the morning. But the minute Sukkah starts, you have the mitzvah going into the Sukkah. Now we know the sukkah resembles unity because the whole Klal Yisrael could be in one sukkah. As the, as the verse says, It's possible for all of us to get along and we should be able to sit in one sukkah. That's in terms of the mitzvah of sukkah is connected to one. It's not one, it's only one, it's oneness. It unites everybody. Then you have the mitzvah of the four species, the Elul of Esrig and Adasim and Haravis. So we know, for example, the whole idea of the lul of an esrog of avravais is to draw down, which we learned in the previous Kabbalah, Kabbalah class, the oneness of sukkah, the powerful oneness of the schach of the sukkah, but primius internally within us. But specifically in every one of the four species does you have the unity. And specifically, where do we see that? In the esrog, which is, uh, which the Torah tells us that you have the greatest oneness. And matter of fact, when the Torah speaks of the four species, the first one it says, The first one the Torah speaks about is the Esrig. And the reason why it's first is because it's, it represents unity on the greatest level, because we know the Esrig is one that, that lives on the tree all throughout the year, which means, A, it tolerates all four seasons, but more importantly, and we discussed already at length in the previous Kabbalah class, that the Esrig actually grows from each one of the seasons. Every one of the different seasons makes the Esrig the beauty that it is. And the goal of the Esrig, the unity in the Esrig, that draws down actually into every one of the other four species that they should have the unity. And we know the Lulav we already discussed last time, um, it's one, even though it's multiple branch, but it's one. The same thing, the Hadassim, they go three together. The Aravais, they grow together in a patch. Um, so you see that what? They all have the level of unity. Now, What's, the, what's our goal with the, with the Lulav and Esrig? We take all four, 
different ones, when we put them all together, which represents, we know, four different types of Jewish people. And the goal is, as the verse says, Vyasu kulam agud achas, we should become really, really one. And the purpose of one is that we should do to do the will of Hashem um, all together with one heart. Now, so again, so what do we see clearly? That when it comes to all the Yom Tovim in the month of Tishrei, it's all about oneness. Starting from Shoifer, one mitzvah to blow the Shoifer. Yom Kippur, on all three levels of space, in the temple, time, once a year, in the soul, the Yom Kayin Gadol, and in Sukkot, both the Sukkot is unity, and the four species is to unify all the physical components, but more importantly, to unify all Klal Yisrael. But then the Rebbe says, so the goal is unity. The goal is we should be unified. We should all really be one. one. Not only one externally or some kind of like a banner that we're one, but really, really to be one. So the Rebbe says in in order to accomplish, to have true oneness, and not only oneness just for the moment, but that it should last, of all different types of Jews, that everyone should get along. Everyone should get along. Whether you agree, disagree, whatever your opinion is, we all love each other, we're all one. That happens through, and here's the key, the key that creates that unity is something which is called, in Hebrew, tshuva. When, we are, when we're tashuv, when we return to Hashem, when our focus is on what Hashem wants, and we're willing to do whatever Hashem wants, that will give us the power to do tshuva. So again, we're going to go into the idea of tshuva, because you see, tshuva is key. Unity is the goal, and that's, that's the real beauty of Am Yisrael, when we're unified. But in order to have unity, not only at a moment, or at these unique festivals, but it should last a whole, th- a whole year, and it should last, and it should be strong, we need to have the avoid the what of tshuva. Now, why is tshuva so powerful? That tshuva can give us unity, not only while we're experiencing tshuva, but throughout our year. It never explains like this. Because tshuva has a certain magic ingredients. The magic ingredient is as follows. There's something which is called me, you, him, her, yesterday, tomorrow, before, after. These are all the dividing terms. But then there's something which is called, it's all one. Not only it's all one, there's no room for division. Tshuva, in order for tshuva to happen, which means, think about it, you did something wrong, and you're saying to Hashem, Hashem, I'm sorry. Or to another person, I'm sorry. And you want to create forgiveness. But what do you mean, but you did something wrong. Shuva has the power to take you to a place, to a higher place. In that place, there is no differentiation between one person and the other, between past, present, and future. In Hebrew, it's called, Shuva reaches a place, Lamaila Mishalkas. In that level, on high, which we hopefully elevate ourselves to, there's no divisions. Me, you, him, her, we want to do Ratzin Hashem. It's all about what Hashem wants. And because tshuva takes us to a place which is above differentiation of different past, present, future, me, you, him, and her, etc. There's no division in that place. Therefore, when a person decides they want to do tshuva, there's no process. It's b'shaita chada v'riga chada. It happens at that moment, that second, which is amazing. I mean, you see people whether yourself, other people, I mean, and, and you see yourself, sometimes you go, how did it happen? All of a sudden I decide that's it. I'm transforming my life. 
I'm making, turning over a new leaf in my life. Where did it happen? Which way is all the meditation, all the planning? So there's times when you need that. But when a person decides they want to do tshuva, when a person decides they want to come home, whether they want to come home physically, spiritually, even if there was a disconnect, even if there was major conflict, tshuva, there's no limits. And tshuva happens in a split second. And that's the power and the magic and the gift of tshuva. Tshuva, again, reaches a place, there's no differences, and because of that, it happens, that's the tremendous gift of tshuva. Now, what does that mean practically? And the Rebbe explains. We all know that when, when Moshe Rabbeinu went to heaven, Hashem gave him the first commandments. And then, unfortunately, we sinned. And we did tshuva. We said to Hashem, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We want to have our connection back alive again. And Moshe Rabbeinu got, went back to heaven and brought us down the second set of, uh, of commandments. Now, let's think about this. Zerba analyzes. So we have the Luchos Harishonos, the first commandments. What is the first commandments? Hashem gave us a Torah. Hashem decided to give us the gift of Torah. The second commandments represents the Torah. But how did we get that? It wasn't a gift. That came through tshuva. So the first commandment represents Torah as a gift from Hashem. The second commandment is a, is, is a gift through our, do, do, our doing tshuva. Now, when did we receive the first commandments? Amat and Torah? Shvuot, the holiday shvuot. When did we receive the second commandments? Yom Kippur. Now, let's look at the difference between these two processes. When Moshe Rabbeinu went to receive the first set of commandments, he went up to heaven. He went up the mountain. How many days was he there for? We all know, 40 days. 40 days and 40 nights. Besides the fact that before that, we counted seven weeks. Shiva Shavuos Tisperloch. So before he even went up, he counted, we counted seven weeks. 49 days. Then Moshe Rabbeinu went up for another 40 days. So there was a process of seven weeks. There was a process of 40 days and so on and so forth. Now, with the second commandments, to be clear, Moshe Rabbeinu went up and he was there for 40 days. But however, why was he there for 40 days? He was there to present to Hashem our sincere tshuva. For 40 days, he was beseeching Hashem that we have said, I'm sorry, we want to return to Hashem, we want to return to our relationship, and we want to do tshuva. And Hashem said, great, I'm accepting the tshuva, and this is powerful. Hashem accepted our tshuva, besimcha, with happiness, with a complete heart, which is important. Anytime you forgive, you have to forgive with happiness and with a complete heart. What happens after Hashem forgave the Jewish people. The Ten Commandments, the Lucha Yishniyas were given, boom, B'Shayt in a split second. There was no preparation of seven weeks. There was no preparation of 40 days. The Second Commandments we received B'Shayt Why? Isn't there a process? Meditation, prayers, 40 days, seven weeks, Counting, uh, mikvah, spirituality, meditation, avinu malkeinu, shofar, anything? No, because when it comes to tshuva, it's b'shayt Why is that? 
Why is it that tshuva happens in a second? Because tshuva reaches a place, and I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it, it reaches a place which is above any measurements and limitations and calculations. Now, why is that? Why is that? This is a very important point. The Rebbe explains, because true tshuva reaches, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, bepnimius the atzmas hanefesh. When a person does tshuva, it's not all, all, in, from you coming from your mind or from your heart. It's coming from the internal and the essence of your soul. And that's key to tshuva. So if you're thinking out, oh, I'll do tshuva, not going to work. If you feel like, oh, I'm inspired, I'm going to do tshuva, it's not going to work. If you, even you think, you meditate on it, it's not going to work. It's not going to be as strong, it's not going to last. Tshuva has to come from a soul searching, from the essence, and from the internal part of your soul. When a person decides from the essence and the internal part of the soul of doing tshuva, guess what? There's nothing that will get in your way. You'll do whatever it takes. That, that in the past, you said it's impossible. You know why it's impossible in the past? Because you weren't doing it from the essence of your soul. When you're willing to do from the essence of your soul, you'll reach above any nature, any, any limits. Why? Because the pneumius, the atmos and effesh, the internal and the internal and the essence of your soul is above any divisions, any limitations. It's on the level of achas. It's in the level of true oneness. And that's why with one second, one moment and one second, because it's coming from the essence of your nefesh. Because you reached achas, the oneness in your nefesh, you were able to reach the highest places. And that's the reason the Rebbe says, that's why, that's why, because it comes from the essence of your soul, the oneness of your soul. So therefore you're able to unify all Jewish people because you're coming from your oneness you connect to the other per- person's oneness from the elders from the youngsters from the sophisticated from the simple people however you want to call them any profession as the Torah says the woodchoppers the water carriers everybody is standing unified when it comes when you're when you're coming from your etzema nefesh everyone is everyone is everyone is unique everyone is unique but everyone's together and as the verse says nitzavim we're standing and the ultimate of standing is what? Needs of Melech. We're standing like a king. What does that mean we're becoming a king? And Rebbe explains that Jewish people become kings and owners on the darkness of the world. And the Rebbe fin- and makes it practical. Once we become unified and we become owners of the world, you know what happens? Then we're entitled to get what? Tremendous blessings of Hashem. And what are the blessings that we get? We're written and we're sealed for a good year and for a sweet year, a revealed good year, but not just out there in dreamland, but in real practical ways. And why is that? Because once you reach such a deep place, there's no difference between physicality and spirituality, the top and the bottom. It affects all worlds and all levels. And it's able to draw down the greatest blessings from the highest places to the, to the lowest places. And based on this, Rebbe explains, very simple, what it says, what the Medrash said, now he's talking, explaining the Medrash. What does the Medrash say? That one day, they all came to see how the king is doing. And 
king said, oh, let's make a yontiv, let's make a holiday, and let's make it a one holiday. Now, what day did they come? We came in Yom Kippur. Because what's Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is the day that we do tshuva, which is the one day of the year when we reach the oneness in space, in time, once a year, in our soul. So because we came that one day a year, and we came from the essence of our soul, that caused to bring down the oneness this tremendous celebration of Simchas Torah, which is also on a level of one. It's also one. It's the only one Simchas Torah of the year. But what brought about that oneness of the Simchas Torah? By us coming with our Etzim nefesh and Yom Kippur and doing Tshuva. So here you see the power, the tremendous power of Tshuva. The power of the Luchas Hashniyah. the second t- tablets that we received on Yom Kippur. That place, when you go to the place of Tshuva, that allows us to go to the essence of our soul, and that allows us to reach the greatest places possible and draw down the greatest blessings. Now, obviously, we, we come to a place of achas to oneness, and over there, there's no division. Everybody's one. Everybody's equal. There's no past. There's no present. There's no future. It's all one. It's all one. It's all great. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's exciting. It's all full of blessing. And only great, powerful Beautiful things in your life. So the Rebbe said, that's a, that's a tremendous inspiration. That's amazing to reach such a place. But the goal is, you have to take that oneness and we have to bring it down into the division of the world. And here comes the fusion. It's not just, it's great. Yom Kippur, we reach the one place. Wow. Come Simchas Torah with the oneness. Oneness with Hashem. Tshuva. From Teich Simcha. That's great. It's wonderful. But we have to draw it down into the, into the physical world. Like for example, we all know what happens after Yom Kippur. We make a physical sukkah. We take a lul of an esrig, the four species. Physical things. We dance with our feet. Why? Because like, we have to draw down the powerful oneness into the physical world. All four walls of the sukkah should feel it. All the four species should feel it. The oneness. Dancing, our feet, our body, the streets should feel the oneness. And like the Rebbe says, it says in the Torah, We're all there together. But nevertheless, after we're all there as one, the Torah says, ten different types of Jewish people, because we have to draw down the oneness into the, the wood chopper, the water carrier, that every single one who you are has to be all unified on, on, on one level of nefesh. Now that is in terms of nefesh. That means all nefeshes, even though they're different, they look different, they feel different, have to be united as one. But then Rebbe says also, not only in nefesh we have to create the, bring down the oneness into nefesh, but we also have to bring the, nef- the, the oneness into shana, space, into, t- into, uh, into time. In other words, the oneness of Yom Kippur, where we reach the level of tshuva, the oneness of Simchas Torah, we have to bring it into the world. That everything that we do, as the Rebbe always quotes, Bechol Masecha, every single action we do, Bechol Drochecha, everywhere we go, we, it should be noticeable in our actions, in our oneness, that the Yom Kippur oneness, the Tshuva oneness, the Simchas Torah oneness, is in every single action, in every single space that we are throughout time, throughout the year. And there was, this, has to, this has to go through the whole year. And it has to become stronger and stronger every day. As we know, Hashem doesn't change. And the oneness has to be every part of us, but in every, in all throughout the year. 
And by doing that, what we do is we actually create the revelation of the true oneness. That just like we said before, the Esrig is pre-Etzadar, not only does it tolerate all the seeds and actually grows from it, so what happens when we take that oneness and we bring it down into our life, into everything that we do, so the Echad of Hashem actually becomes greater. Because it's not just a Echad out there, but it's an Echad that you feel and experience in every, single, every part of your life. And Rebbe finishes off, and he says that it should be the will of Hashem, that it should um, be fulfilled in every single one of us, amongst all the Jewish people, that we should have a beautiful, good year, and we should be blessed with blessings that should come down, down to this physical world, with uh, family, children, abundance, um, and sustenance, and uh, physical sustenance, spiritual sustenance, and uh, we should do it with, with simcha, with joy, and gladness of heart, and it start right away from after Simchas Torah. As we know, after Simchas Torah, we say, Yaakov Yaakov went on his way, and we go not only in the way of mitzvahs, but also whatever we have to do in the world, anything that we need to do, because the fact is, after Yom Kippur, we're busy with mitzvahs, building the sukkah, uh, the four species, the Shana Rabbah, dancing, and so on and so forth. But afterwards, after Simchas Torah, we have to get ready to bring this powerful energy into the world. And we should um, penetrate every general thing that we have to go through, any specific thing we have to go through with the, with the original oneness that came from where? From the Pneumius and the Etzimar Neshama, which as we know that our internal essence of our soul is connected with the Pneumius, which the internal and the essence of the infinite life of Hashem. And as we bring that out, the goal is to bring that into the world. And Rebbe finishes off with a very powerful blessing, and he says like this, since we're coming from Simcha's Torah, and we know Simcha joy has the power to break any boundary. That means anything that you're stuck with, physically, spiritually, emotionally, Simcha can break anything. Because why? Because Simcha reaches a place where there's no limits. There's no boundaries. So because we're coming from Simcha's Torah, we have that gift of Simcha that has the power to break through any obstacles that's holding us back from living an amazing, great life. This will hopefully break, the Rebbe says, anything that's limiting us from our, the first Rebbe says, our gullus Pnimi, our internal gullus. Because before you can deal with the gullus of the world, you have to deal with your own gullus. Every one of us have certain internal things that's blocking us from living a truly happy life. We have to be willing to break it. Simcha can break it. Mitchum Simcha Tur, you'll dance from the essence of your soul, and you'll take that Simcha and you'll get out of your Gullus Pimi, whatever's holding you back from serving Hashem, learning, praying, studying, doing mitzvot, being happy, whatever's holding you back. We should break that Gullus Pimi, and then there is obviously for sure to break the, gull, the physical Gullus, the literal Gullus. And we'll all merit, hopefully very, very soon, that we'll that we will receive the, the return of Tzion, Yerushalayim, with the compassion of Hashem, with the Gula Hamitis Vashlema, with the redemption, the, the, the true one and the complete one, 
through Mashiach Tzedkenu, who's going to come and take us out of Golos, and he's going to bring us to Yerushalayim Er Kodesh, and he'll build the base of Migdash, and he's going to gather all the Jewish people from all over the world, and then what's going to happen is we're all going to speak one language. Not only physically one language, but spiritually, we're going to have one message. It's all going to be, we want to be one Hashem. We love the Shem Echa, we're going to serve Shem all together. The Hoysa, La Hashem Amlucha, Hashem will be the ultimate king of each and every one of us, and that will be the ultimate unity. So as you can see, this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. We're getting ready to celebrate Simchas Torah, and Rebbe teaches us the most powerful idea of Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah is really all about oneness. And the way we get to the oneness is going into our etzim anashama. And we go to our etzim anashama, we do real tshuva, we get to the etzim, the oneness of Hashem. And we draw down that oneness of Hashem. It will give us the greatest simcha. And we have the greatest simcha, we'll be able to get through anything we have to get through. And we'll all merit, as the Rebbe says, the greatest gifts of the Gula, gula primis, our internal redemption, and then hopefully, God willing, the gula um, aklalis right afterwards, and we'll all merit to celebrate maybe even Simchas Torah in Yerushalayim, Erech I want to wish you all a good yontif, you should have a great Simchas Torah, lots of Simcha, lots of happiness, and be connected with Hashem in a beautiful, meaningful, and in a oneness fashion. Good yontif, and happy Simchas Torah.